everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It, where we watch shows we love and then rip them apart. Episode two of Emily in Paris. I have to admit, I like this one a little more. I did too. Uh, I mean, like feels like a strong word to me. I didn't hate it as much as I It was tolerable. No, I get it. I get it. I do feel, though, like I wanted to just binge it. Like, it ends, and then I'm like, okay, let's go to the next one. Like, Well, it's such short bursts. Right. So I feel like the show is probably meant to be binged. Well, given we're not doing that. I know, so. <laughs> I know. It's gonna have to go one by one. Okay. Did you have anything that jumped out at you from the get-go that you wanted to discuss? You can bang it any time. Bang it out. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you're really wet. I mean, he he went with the sexual innuendos right off the bat. Yeah, Gabriel's coming in hot, and I mean that in as many senses of the oh, phrase. Oh, he's gorgeous. <laughs> you can. He is gorgeous. Like I really, I have this episode. I got a better appreciation for him. I, I had an appreciation from the get go, but it's it's deep. We got a little, yeah. We got a little more into him. Yes, he cooks, so that's oh, also a big plus. Yes, he does. <laughs> That was an interesting scene, though. I had conflicting emotions about it. I felt very uncomfortable during that scene. I never send back food in a restaurant. Never. I think they could serve something completely inedible to me, and I'd be like, thank you. This is delicious. <laughs> and I tipped 20%. So, um, so, yeah, it was uncomfortable to watch. But I know that I know that other people don't feel this way, that you're paying for food to eat. And you should get food that you are able to eat and enjoy eating when you pay for it. Yeah. I get that idea of the entitlement of the customer being like, this is what I ordered. This is what I want to eat. It was was a typical American reaction. You know, I I didn't want it this way. So, you know, you're going to fight to the death to get it how you want it. Well, okay. So here's here's where I had a conflict with this particular scenario because being served um oh okay actually before i say anything mm-hmm. i want to say i order my steak medium rare at a minimum i like a bloody steak i like a red steak so do i so when she brought this up i was like <laughs> i would enjoy this very much <laughs> yes but that being said being served a medium rare or rare steak when you've ordered a medium steak is not the same thing as like a just try it you'll like it situation like some people legitimately feel uncomfortable eating a steak that isn't cooked enough right it's not just like oh there's a weird sauce on here that um looks kind of funky and has like mushrooms in it and i don't really like mushrooms it's not like a it's not an easy fix it's not like just you know give it a chance yeah this is like a um this steak may be undercooked and i don't feel uncomfortable and i don't feel comfortable eating that steak right so in this particular situation i don't really know whose side i'm on because if I ever received something that I felt uncomfortable eating from a health standpoint versus like a pickiness standpoint, I wouldn't send something back if I had asked for it with no tomatoes and they gave it to me with tomatoes. I would pick the tomatoes out. Yeah. But if I ordered, I mean, it's it's hard to make a comparison because I don't mind rare meat. Exactly. But, so but that's why maybe it's, if yeah. I ordered like 
something and it came back and it was like purple inside or like it, it right didn't it just didn't look normal cooked like yes i would probably send that back yeah or at I least think, say can you cook this a little longer <laughs> yeah i exactly yeah and i again like you i like it bloody give me all the blood <laughs> but <laughs> what the fuck just sorry happened? no it was just but that's burgers steaks I, i'm all about it right mm-hmm but I think just her attitude towards it. Like you said, it's one thing if you don't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. But her whole attitude towards it was very entitled, like you said. And it was this, well, no, the customer. And she says it, the customer's always mm-hmm. right. And then he's like, no, not here. <laughs> no, 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 that's not how this works here. Like, given your, again, fresh to France... Fresh to France. Fresh to France. <laughs> That's what the show should have been right? called. <laughs> Fresh to France. She's so adamant about being right a lot of the times. And it's like, you don't live here. You don't know customs here. You don't know what goes on. And you're just trying to implement your particular lifestyle into what's already existing. And that's not fair. Right. And I also don't necessarily agree with just being like a difficult customer mm-hmm. because the the thing that annoyed me about it you know you could ask somebody to put your steak on for longer and then if they say no then just be like okay and then Mindy offered to she was like well I'll eat yours right, you can have mine yours. then like just do that like don't make a scene right. necessarily uh but I will say that I feel like if if it was the kind of situation where like the chef had had really strong feelings about how a dish should be served, then Emily probably should have been made aware of that when she ordered this the steak. If she had said, oh, I want this steak medium, and the waiter had been like, um, he's not going to cook it medium. Do you still want this, or do you want to order something else? Yeah. You're like, there are ways that could have, uh, on, yeah. on both ends, that could have made this situation less obnoxious, but neither We had a good one-liner in there, too, where... Um, Try his meat? Yep. <laughs> staring at that lion or I'd bon appetit him. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with Mindy and we got oh, she's great. We got more, even more of her backstory where she was talking about how her father wanted her to run the family business and she, and she was like, declined. It, no. So he cut her off and now she's living in Paris and, and doing this nannying job. Like, fascinating. Fascinating oh, shit. Yeah. And I'm just so upset that we're following Emily because this is going on and we're getting none of it. And and how rude, to yeah. be honest. She's a good person to have around. I yeah, like her. A I, lot. I can take as much of Mindy as she will as the show will give me because mm-hmm. I love her so much. Somebody who I don't love. Go on. Doug. Yeah, not, <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt a little bit, only because he did say a line I liked a lot. Which was? Um, sorry if I don't fit into your spreadsheet. <laughs> and I was like, yes, because she was very like, you're going to do this, that, and the other thing, and I already did this for you, and this is going to be great. And he didn't have an opinion, a thought. He, he couldn't get a word in edgewise, basically, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. So I do get it. Could have been done better. I think those... Concerns could have been raised before Emily went to Paris. Yeah, I think it was also just the whole... She was thrown in, so then he was thrown in, and it was just... 
Yes, I guess. But, you know, we talked about this in the last episode, too. He was, like, surprisingly supportive Mm -hmm. and, like, didn't have any objections or anything to say about everything that was happening. And that seemed really odd. Yeah. And it still seems odd now, knowing that he actually did have concerns and thoughts about it and just didn't raise them at the time when they were talking about it. It makes me wonder why he's even a character why he exists. That's true. Unless he's going to come back later on in the season, but if if she literally just had a boyfriend for the first two episodes of the show and not even, like, two full episodes, what was the point? And they had cyber sex at the end of the they last did. episode. Like, nothing seemed to be wrong. This came very much out of left field for me from Doug because the first episode set it up like, he's got no problem with this. She's going to do her thing. He's going to work with it and everything's going to be fine. And then all of a sudden he has all of these issues and it's like, dude, maybe you should have said something. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he clearly, you know, finally let it sink in. We also still don't know how long they were dating. Right. We have no idea what kind of relationship they had if they were exclusive. Well, I guess they were because she keeps shooting down men based on the fact that she has a boyfriend, even though she... Has had basically fast and loose interpretation there. But we don't know how significant this relationship was and whether or not it even made sense for them to continue to be long distance. We have zero context for it, so I don't know. But she doesn't seem that she was a little gloomy the next day after that, but then she perked up as soon as she started getting recognized at work for doing things that were, I don't know, good. I guess. I mean, and I think we also had to just be put in that scenario of, well, now she can enjoy Paris for what it really is. Which is, I hate how she keeps talking about it as the city of love. It's like, it's such an idealized version of what Paris is supposed to be. Like, people live here. People work here. It's it's a normal city. Her name's Mindy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. She says a line. The French, they may be lovers, they may love love and all that, but they're realists. Yes. And that kind of stuck with me because I felt like I'm not French and I feel that way. But <laughs> it was Maybe one of those French things. secretly. And it was, <laughs> it was the six years in high school. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I felt like that, you know, and that was prior to her being dumped. Yeah. So I kind of, it's weird for her to have given him that whole spiel. Mm-hmm. When she kind of had this in the back of her mind, this pre-existing, like, oh, you know, people just... Well, the, that's the American way of doing things. Like, she had the American ideal of Paris as being the city of love, and she should be here with her boyfriend, who is her soulmate, and now that's being shaken up for her, and she's gonna have to figure out she should just be fucking around like literally just right i mean she's had no shortage of male interest in this entire endeavor and she's only been there for like two weeks i think if that right because she had that um that perfume guy hitting on her too (laughs) those were some good lines in that scene were they or were they really terrible (sighs) they were bad i need to ask what did he mean when he said it reminded him or like the smell reminded him of expensive sex. How did you interpret that? Expensive sex. Um, That's what he said. It is what he said. He also said that 
perfume is like wearing lingerie. I mean, I don't know how many more innuendos he could I have. actually like that one. Better than poetry? Oh, for sure. Well, because poetry is an abstract concept. You literally can't wear poetry unless you have po- poetry tattooed all over your body. You can wear lingerie, and that makes you feel sexier. So, yes, I understand the analogy of perfume and, and lingerie. Yeah. I mean, his whole spiel, though, was all sexual innuendos. I mean, he said learning the language is best in bed. Right. Um, yeah, not really trying to hide anything And they could there. learn from each other. I mean, this guy, I, I would have bought him. Oh, There's for sure. He was sexy as fuck. He was slick. <laughs> I, I loved I it. I mean, I didn't love everything he said. Not everything, but, but it, he just, was... Just quiet, and let's just get down to it. But yeah. yeah, I was trying to figure out what he meant by expensive sex. Did he mean like paying for a high end sex worker or did he mean having to spend a lot of money on a woman before you can convince them to like sleep with you? Because then Emily came back with the line, well, it's better than a cheap date. And that confused me because that didn't really make sense because a cheap date is a woman who gets drunk off of like two drinks and you don't have to spend a lot of money on that date. So, like, that had nothing really to do with sex unless she was talking about a cheap sex worker. I I did not like the dialogue yeah. in this scene because they were trying to make it so abstract and witty that it, none of it really landed for me. Right, it didn't all translate, definitely right. not. Yes, translate is a very good word for especially this show. But <laughs> but even the English wasn't translating to English for me. Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, again, their banter was good for what it was. It had the quips, it had the comebacks. But like you said, interpreting it is a whole different thing. Yeah, the chemistry was there. I just don't think the dialogue matched Right, the chemistry. Uh, but it's interesting. I, I think maybe the first time that I had like a visceral reaction to something was when, fuck, what's that guy's name who works at the company? Paul? Paul. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Really? Hold on, Hold on let me Google. Julian. Not even, get not even close to Paul. <laughs> so anyway, um, when Julian comes up to Emily and is like, by the way, Sylvia is Antoine's mis- mistress. And I was like, <gasps> like suddenly. The- <laughs> I'm sorry. That should be a sound bite. That was the most perfect, like gasping gasp reaction. Ever, yeah. Yeah. That was super exciting to me. Cause I was like, what? What does this mean? And then it suddenly became like a little bit less exciting when they explained that the, or when Mindy explained that Antoine's wife probably knew about it. Right, and they're both probably like, fucking other people. There's nothing salacious about it except that now Sylvie is being a bitch to Emily because I guess Antoine was also flirting with Emily. And Sylvie feels threatened. So, but Sylvie already hated Emily. So it's not like we needed this extra right. reason for Sylvie to be and out she's, for her. Right. And I think she's just trying. And I'm getting big Devil Wears Prada vibes. Mm, yeah. Because she's being that, like, she's going to punish her. And mm-hmm. she punishes her by giving her the vagina <laughs> Which, can I tell you? The young vagina. The young vagina. I could say vagina a million times a day. <laughs> well, the other scene where she was trying to pronounce the name of that other French company, do you remember that? Oh, at the beginning? Dinner. Yeah. And that reminded me of the episode of Friends where Phoebe is trying to oh, teach, teach Joey, Joey French. Yes. French. You know, in the beginning, we get into the whole la or la. Like, mm-hmm. she's getting called la plouque. 
you know, the right. book. And she goes, well, why mm. is it law? And I was, and before we got into the end of the episode, which brings into what the title means, I, with my French history, Obviously. was like, oh, they're talking masculine and feminine. And that's the name of the, that's the title of the episode. We get into that the word vagina in French is masculine. I didn't know that. And that actually did offend me as a woman. <laughs> and I think that the way she went about it was really funny. I-, I think it was great. I mean, it worked out in her favor, as we find out. It was the first thing that she's done that made me think that she's actually good at her job. Because everything else has just made her seem average at best. Well, like Sylvie says, there's no mystery to her. Mm-hmm. She's very obvious. And I loved that line, too. Because I felt like, yeah, she's in your face. And it's that's what I think Americans can very well be. Just mm-hmm. very obvious. And again, the Instagramming and just always being open and everybody has to know everything. It's just very... Well, there is no mystery. I take an issue with her social media situation because I don't understand why she's gaining followers. Because she's not... Her posts aren't that interesting. They're not. It's nothing they're that... They're vague and they're quick little quips that she thinks are funny or right, whatever. Right, but they're not. And so, <laughs> like, were, were I to be scrolling through and, like, see anything that she's been posting, I would not be like, oh, I need to follow this person. This person seems fascinating. So I'm not sure what she's doing in social media that's suddenly making her popular. Right. I don't quite get it, but she is gaining followers so yeah i assumed it was a lot harder to become instagram famous maybe i'm wrong and to be honest i'm also surprised at when she finds out or realizes that the word vagina is masculine and not feminine i personally wouldn't have picked up on that like she's using a translating app on her computer and Mm -hmm. she's trying to write you know something to promote this product and She's like, what the fuck? Like, no, and I'm like, wait a minute, what? I didn't what know what she, the problem right? was. Like, what is the problem? <laughs> like, it's translating it properly. I don't get it. Yeah. And then when she wrote that Instagram post, I was like, I like, I like it. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that the owner, like the creator of the product, whatever, likes it and comments on her Instagram, which again, can I, mm, the creator, which is Brigitte it's Macaron. Not, she She's not the creator. She's the uh, wife of the president of France. What? Yeah. Why did I get own whatever? So that's why, I mean, it would be like... I do stand corrected, but thank you for that. Because I, the <laughs> yeah, way they were like making Michelle it seem... Obama, like, retweeting something. Basically, okay. So, yeah, I think I just put that because I'm like, oh, it's the creator. It's like... It was somebody important. Important. So I think that's why I didn't, it didn't resonate with or register. But this isn't helping. It's helping her, but it's not helping Sylvie. Because they're all at lunch because it's the one guy, I forget his name, last day. That's Paul. That's Paul. That's Paul. I knew there was a Paul. (laughs) We've come full circle. Oh, God. Oh. I feel a little better now that I'm not just pulling <laughs> names out of my ass. Um, so, and they're they're starting to like her. 
except her, at least. Except, oh, yeah. I mean, but, but she has her list. Like, she has her internal... acknowledging that she is capable. Because I think for a while they were just dismissing her. Yeah, and I think Paul, right off the bat, had some hope for her. He wasn't that negative. And then she slowly, like, and then it was Luke that talked to her. And then it was... Julian. Julian. <laughs> Who then decided to stop calling her the Pluke and by her well, name. Well, she told him to go fuck yourself in French. Oh, yeah, and then he liked her. He's like, yeah. I like you. Okay. Yeah. So, progress is being made. And, you know, they're the ones that they end up seeing her on the street and call her over. Mm-hmm. And Personally, you know, for me, I would have been like, fuck you guys. Like, you don't want to be friends with me until I was finally, like, doing something important. So, like, <laughs> internally, I was like, she should have just been like, you know what? I'm going to go have lunch with... Um, yeah, but Bridget I, Macron. <laughs> Bridget Macron. She but, retweeted me. We're besties now. But I also feel like knowing Sylvie was there, she wanted to basically be like, it was like a nephew to her. Like, oh. I didn't see that, though. Really? No. I mean, she said something about, or she thanked Sylvie or, like, she did something, but I didn't sense the sarcasm that I think would have been there if I had been Emily in that situation. I don't think Emily caught on to any of it either. Right. So I don't think it was an FU because she didn't even realize she was True, effing anybody. Yeah. I mean, but I think, I mean, we saw it as an FU because even Sylvie's reaction was, oh, yeah, great. If now, I had joined their lunch, like, I would've... I tried to fuck her over by giving yeah. her this fucking account and now she's actually going to win over. She's actually doing well. Oh, great. But ironically, I mean, that is in Emily's wheelhouse. Like, she promoted pharmaceuticals and things like that in Which is America. what she said. She's like, you should know then that Yeah, so this is- it actually does make sense that she should be assigned to accounts like that. So, you know what? That makes sense to me. Let's, like, keep assigning her, you know, vaginal suppository accounts, but I don't necessarily think she has any experience doing luxury items at this point. No, and, I mean, she can fake it till she makes it, which is her go-to slogan. Ugh. Um... And we didn't go over this one part that I... Well, let's go over it now, Dawn. I don't want you to feel like we've left anything out. Well, no, out. we're just... We're, I'm just backtracking because we, we already talked about Antoine. We skipped all over the place. Yeah, we already talked about Antoine, the guy who created the perfume. The poetry perfume. Yeah. Po- perfume guy. And they're at the party. Yes. And again, Emily is in that not knowing her place and clearly fucking up as she goes along. Mm-hmm. Not in her eyes, but to... Sylvie, because Sylvie sure. wants to eviscerate her in any way possible. <laughs> but she's, like, shoving hors d'oeuvres in her mouth. Yeah, I mean, those was good. Um, and she's I got like, hungry. <laughs> you don't eat. Like, you're not supposed to eat. Yeah. And she's like, have a cigarette. Yeah. And that made me laugh, because I have tried that before. Where I'm like, <laughs> I'll have a cigarette instead of eating. Like, Does I'll- it work? Um, it does. Oh, it does okay. curb your appetite. This is a PSA. Please do not smoke instead of eating. No. <laughs> Don't take any <laughs> of my... Regardless. Regardless of any positive effects on your weight loss. No, there was a time There was a time where it was like, oh, supermodels, it's cigarettes and Red Bull. And I was like, score. Don't listen to me. <laughs> um, do not take... But I just advice. found it funny that that was brought up and I was like, oh, I've actually tried that. So that whole scene was very interesting, too, because she just kept talking. Mm-hmm. And I didn't find her wrong. No, I actually thought she was she asked was questions and she was answering them and well being spoken. Yeah, well spoken, she was put together. I'm super positive yep. about everything. And she was basically told, like, 
you're supposed to shut the fuck up. And I was like, whoa. I mean, he, and she even said, she's like, I was just answering his question. Right. And Antoine seemed genuinely interested in what she had to Absolutely. say as the answer. I mean, we know so that he may goes have back. just been Sylvie trying to, like, knock her off her horse or something like just to make her feel uncomfortable yeah um i don't know if that's actually the way that french people operate when they're at extracurricular activities but like are they supposed to be silent like she was making it seem like you don't eat you don't you just show up right yeah you just walk around and like talk to people about the weather i do kind of get the whole like you're at a party don't talk about work yeah i get that but you're being asked a question by the person you technically want to promote right. you know and you're giving i mean i i did love the line where she's like oh you you know your perfume induces pregnancy like oh, why would, and yeah. i was like that was that was kind of funny <laughs> i thought it was awkward oh it was awkward but then she did make up for it after that yeah which she clearly recovered. yes worked in her favor because as we talked about prior he then starts talking to her about everything else yeah i liked that scene where it helps differentiate a little custom wise like mm-hmm. what's american and what's french and i you know we're taking this show at its word for the most part about what's french because as i said like i did go to france but it was a while ago and i don't know that i necessarily got exposed to this level of frenchness because i was You're doing right. you weren't in these scenarios touristy things yes. like all of the like you the weren't there Louvre for work and the eiffel tower and versailles like all of the general things where tourists go i was surrounded mostly by english-speaking people right so differences all around but we are taking the show at its word that when they say that french people don't discuss business at parties that that's true you know i mean i would hope the little bit of thing like a little of what we get in that term of what's custom in france would be true like, oh, yeah. I, I would hope yeah. there'd be some research on some, that. Some level of research done. I'm not saying it's not true. It's just, like, I... Sure. We just, we just have to right. trust them. Right, are we just going to take... Yeah, are we just going to take it? We just have to trust it? that that's how it's like. Um, and believe that Emily has a reason to feel uncomfortable in these situations. Because that's just how it... Like, the affair thing. Is everybody in France having an affair when they're married? I don't know. I mean, in my particular experience, it happens a lot here. <laughs> Lots of extramarital affairs in America as well. And I get called, so it's fine. They're just I, I, not <laughs> as accepted in America. You know, they're just maybe, maybe you should move to France. I think that married my, men this are is already my after you. So just go to France where it's exactly. okay. Right? Like, I won't feel as guilty about it. There you go. Although, do I feel guilty now? No, not my fault. <laughs> but whatever. Different podcast. Different podcast. <laughs> way different. I'm ready to go to the rewriter's room and discuss what I would like to rewrite about this episode. Anything you can do, we can do better. Welcome to the rewriter's room. Something that we've already talked about, basically, I would rewrite literally all of the dialogue between Emily and Antoine when they're talking about the perfume. Yeah, it was too many. Yeah. (laughs) the, The metaphors were really out there and... They were one after another. Yeah. Like, have a normal they were speaking conversation. English, but they were not speaking right. English. Like, I could not access any of it. And I think they could have done a really sexy conversation where they, instead of Antoine saying that his perfume reminds him of expensive sex, maybe he talks about a particular sexual encounter that he had. Mm-hmm. 
that it takes him back to that moment and then just like in detail like what he did to this woman and like the kind of night that they had make me wet like I want to be in that moment I get that and And I yeah talking about how it reminds him of expensive sex that gives me nothing wearing poetry that gives me I'm dry that drives me right the fuck up I'm the Sahara Desert so give me something else that I can work with. I just want to be there in that sensual moment. And I'm not. I know that advertising sense is really difficult. And I always hate perfume and cologne commercials because they're always really stupid. They're like women running around in really nice dresses and just like caressing beautiful men. And it's like, okay, so I wear this perfume and I get these really beautiful men. Well, if you think about it, the opposite of that are Axe commercials. <laughs> uh, well, Axe is the opposite of sexual, so yes. But what I'm trying to say is perfume tries to market women to being sensual by their scent, where Axe is trying to tell you, guys, spray this on you and girls will flock to you. Yeah. So you're taking high-end perfumes and drugstore spray and giving them the <laughs> same... You know, it's just, but back to what you were saying. Listen, if you flock to somebody wearing Axe, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> well, given what we've talked about already, I'm pretty sure all of those men wear Axe. <laughs> oh, snap. Okay. <laughs> and that turn is my fucking fault. I need a new... <laughs> I need to... Uh, Sniff out a new scent, Seriously. <laughs> but, yes, that whole scene, and I also feel that... She wasn't giving in to him at all, which, fine, but give us something. Yeah. She She was was fighting, not even fighting, like, I mean, I'm sorry, if a guy like that walked up to me and was giving me sexual innuendos (laughs) based on his product, his product, I would feed into it like no one's business. (laughs) Like, she was doing opposing banter where I would give into it and I would be like, well, what if you had a boyfriend, Dawn? I'm in France. I'm going with what he's saying. <laughs> he tells me, oh, hey, get yourself a French boyfriend. Yes, well, sir. Well, okay. Are you available? Sure. Of course I will. <laughs> like, don't have to tell me twice. Like, I just, we're, she has so many morals, clearly, that we're not. And <laughs> I'm like, with. right. I, I mean, I'm probably the wrong person to be watching this show and saying. But, again, I... I'm sort of living vicariously through this show, and I would have done that differently. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, she was playing into it enough to be um, polite and engaging, because obviously this is a client, so you don't want to, like, cross that line and be You don't want to cross the line, and it worked. I mean, he wants her, he wanted her on the product. Right, he asked for her to work on his account, which must be code for something in French. <laughs> but... Suck my pee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Work on my account. Work on my account. I'm going to start referring to penises as accounts. <laughs> oh, my so God. So I was working the fuckboy account the other day. <laughs> I was going to say my account, but I can't. <laughs> okay. I can't say any of my accounts, I don't think. This is what comes with advertising. Oh, God. Okay, so... I can't come back from... (laughs) Can't come back from that. Um, Okay, so... 
So she's working it, like, as much as seems appropriate in terms of a work endeavor. Mm -hmm. But she could have had a little bit more fun with it. Right. I feel she was very rigid with her responses, too. I think, and I'm sure you might have a different perspective on this, but there's a certain safety in knowing that somebody is, like, married. (laughs) You can kind of let yourself go a little bit. Sorry, wrong person to talk to about that. (laughs) You can kind of let yourself go a little bit more. Um... I'm making myself out to be an amazing person right now, so... <laughs> right? Just bear with Smoke me. Smoke cigarettes to lose weight and, you know, married men, question mark? What's a piece of paper? <laughs> no. <laughs> Guys, can I just preface? Um, I'm not engaging. I'm being pursued. So, <laughs> I'm not reaching... Not at fault. Not at fault. Not at fault. I am not doing anything. <laughs> I'm not looking for it, so... Sorry, back to you. Okay, so (laughs) the other thing that I would like to rewrite about this episode. (laughs) Um, Unless you had something. Did you want to rewrite something? No, that was like my main rewrite. Okay, so my only other rewrite for this app, because I feel at this point, like, now we're in it and we just kind of have to deal with what we're given. But um, I would have eliminated Doug as a character. Obviously, I have no idea if he comes back later on maybe they decide to get back together and there's like something there but that did nothing for me that added nothing it took away nothing I I just I don't see the point of him being there no you're right existing in general I also think that we were introduced to somebody that potentially could have been a main character and then he was taken away very quickly but I think it's to give Emily the allegiance now to pursue these amazing men. Probably yeah. Gabriel. Again, we're very late to watching the show. We have not read spoilers, but at the same I'm time aware of certain things. Right, like we're we're not dumb. So yeah. I mean, I'm sure Gabriel is up there on her list. Well, I she keeps banging just, his door. Yeah, well, I'm dying to see him bang other things, but absolutely, I think that if you were gonna have Doug be a character, you should have at least had him come to Paris and have that be like sort of a disastrous visit. Yes, um, like running into or seeing he, her flirt yeah. with somebody else or and something. The, are, the the concerns he has are all really hypothetical. Like like, well, I'm just gonna be sitting around in your apartment all day while you're at work. Like, and she even said she's like. I get, like, a three-hour lunch break. Like, yeah, I'm the, not at work all the time. All of this tension could have come out, like, during a visit with him. So if you're going to make him a character in the first place, I feel like at least give him the dignity of coming to Paris and then realizing, like, this is just not going to work Right, he's just assuming everything at this point. Yeah. So I think that didn't need to necessarily happen. There was some good stuff going on in this episode. It um, was. It was a more intriguing episode. And like I said, it made me want to binge it and we can't. Emily so. was less <laughs> repulsive in this episode. She just like didn't do as many things that pissed me off. I did love her fashion except for that hat at that one point. Oh, the hat! Thank you so much for bringing that up. Can because... I rewrite a hat? Because oh, I did not yes, like the hat. Please rewrite the hat. Oh my god, the hat was awful. Like, Why? I get fashion. I understand. Is that French? I Or is but it just it was fashion? so far to the side. Like, oh my god. I don't know. I just didn't like it, and I think it was a trying too hard moment, because otherwise, 
the dress she wore at the end. Mm-hmm. The the belted off yes, the shoulder green. Yeah, oh my god, I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, she does have good style, but the hat was not good, and I want to take it away. I don't love. I thought I would really enjoy her fashion more, but I think I'm starting to realize how old I am because I think maybe she's doing a younger take on fashion right now, and. I find myself being like, oh, my God, that doesn't look comfortable. Or that, like, I would never... I mean, I wear sweats almost all the time. There's so many with, like, cutouts in the stomach area. And I'm just like, I would never wear this in you public. You could, though. Could, yes, but, like, why? I I just, I don't know. There's a disconnect. To work, brain. no. But, oh, like, yeah. leisurely, why not? I don't know. <laughs> I was raised like, in a I time see- where bra straps were criminalized. So <laughs> tell me about <laughs> to it. To have my whole midsection hanging out in public is like, oh, why and would to, you do And to this? think that those are just what prom dresses are now scares right. the shit They're, out of me. Yes, there's all like two-piece prom Everything dresses. Everything is cut out midsection. And yeah. I'm like, is that a dress? I don't know. But <laughs> no, you're right. I it feels like a younger style. I don't. It I just. I don't style. think I could do it anymore, or like pull off every single look that she does. Not all of them. Like I said, that last one just stood out to me because I felt like it was the most relatable and possible. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, she's, throughout we'll get better. I mean, again, she's in Paris. I mean, we got to get some fashion good, capital yes. of the world. We she was get wearing things. those um, like weird like white cowboy boots when she stepped in the poop. Oh, yeah. The dog poop. I didn't like those. <laughs> and that dog poop didn't look like poop. It was very... Um, chocolate ice cream. <laughs> well, I'm not going to eat chocolate ice cream for a while. I'm so sorry. It was like a, a lighter shade of poop <laughs> as far as poop I'm sorry. I, it, Let's but talk it was about the, shades of poop. Shades of poop. 50 shades of poop. <laughs> <laughs> On our next podcast. <laughs> She also had those other boots in the first episode that were, like, very busy looking. It was, yes. like, a million colors. Mm-hmm. Um, looked like magazine cutouts, kind of. Yeah. That was a little much. Mm-hmm. I don't like when people wear design with design, and it's just busy and scary and billboardy, and I can't... I don't know. I think I just always grew up... My mom was very, like... She was matchy, but to a, to an extent where she would teach mm-hmm. me, like... If you're going to wear this, don't wear that. Right. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I like fashion Mm -hmm. and I like to look good. I like to keep up with the normal styles. But I do think that now I'm approaching an age where the styles are less dramatic and, like, Mm attention-seeking than the kinds of clothes that Emily is wearing. I don't want to hurt people's eyes. Right. Like, I don't want people to be looking at me. I want people to, like, see me as I walk by and be like, Oh, that's like kind of a nice top. I like that. Right, can point but, something out and yeah. be like, "That's different," but not be like, "Holy shit, look at what that girl's wearing!" <laughs> like she wore those boots that were busy, and then she wore colors and stuff. like, no, I would probably wear black. Yeah, with busy shoes. Right, like it's that's that's my take on quote unquote fashion. I'm not fashiony. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, not a fashionista. We're, we're not daring. I wear leggings every day. <laughs> Don't even. But. Yeah, I just, I think that's where you get more attention. Because your eyes go to the one thing. Right. A that's pop dramatic. Color, yes. Yeah, something, a focal point of the outfit. But I, I think you can, when you're younger, experiment with patterns and different textures and things in mm-hmm. a way that is, is just not even that you can't. It's just you don't want to anymore. You've kind of found what works. Right. And you stick with what works. And sometimes you get a special item to 
give a pop of color or a little focal interest to an outfit you're wearing, but it's not going to make you stand out in a way that's uncomfortable. Like one of my major things, just to finish it off, jewelry. Uh-huh. If you're wearing a statement necklace, you don't wear earrings. Right. If you're wearing big chandelier earrings, you don't wear a necklace. Mm-hmm. Or like, you wear a very simple. Something, yeah. right. Like, you have to balance there are it out. Pe- yes, exact balance. That's the word. It's the same thing with makeup. If you do a bold lip, you're not, you're supposed to do a more subtle eye mm-hmm. and vice versa. So, yeah. It's I, supposed to translate to everything else. So, <laughs> yes. But yeah, so we're, we're going to put that hat in the rewriter's room. <laughs> Basically, where we were going that with that hat whole... belongs in the rewriter's room. Although sure. I'll give it to her, she was wearing like a cream-colored outfit, and the statement piece was the hat. So, but it was the wrong statement. The statement was it wasn't good. This weird straw hat is falling off my head. <laughs> like how to say it? There was clips. There, there was tons to of clips. Pins. There had to have been pins. There's oh no way God. that was naturally hanging just out sitting there. there. <laughs> I don't like it. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, so we will be back with another episode of Emily in Paris next week as we trudge through this very slowly. I really do miss Riverdale. Isn't that weird? If you have any feedback for us, do you like the tiny hat? Did you think that, uh, you know, Doug should have gotten more airtime? Do you think he should have gotten no airtime? Do you think that Sylvie's a bitch? Who do you think Emily's going to bone first now that she's single? (laughs) Yeah, we, we, we just want to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever you think, um, our email address is I hate it, let's watch it at gmail.com. And Dawn is here to teach us a brand new French <laughs> word. And I'm so excited. Please go ahead. What oh, you got? Please what save you got that for recording us? for every week. Um, okay, so again, these are words that I remember from high school that stood out that made me love French, honestly. <laughs> okay. And here's this week's word. Mm hmm. Coca-lico. Coca-lico? Is it Coca-Cola? No. Oh, okay. It is poppy. Poppy? Like poppy seed? Or, or poppy flower. flower. <laughs> yep. Which actually happens to be my birth flower. So that's oh, my birth month flower. Ultra significant. Um, But yeah, that's one of the words that always stood out because it was, again, struck a chord because it's so fun to say. Okay, fabulous. Let's try it one more time. Cocalico. Cocalico. Okay, so we have pomplemousse and cocalico. Yes. Okay, so great. Sometimes you want to eat some pomplemousse <laughs> while in a field of cocalico. <laughs> I don't know. You might want to. Sounds well, like a beautiful day to me. Honestly, by the end of this, I'll give you sentences and we can practice. <laughs> I'm so excited. Right? Until next time. Cocalico. Cocalico.